So some days I wake up and I think, I haven't talked to Craig Button in a long time. Very long time. That, I see him on SportsCenter yeah, all the time. Literally all the time doing fantastic analysis, part of the, you know, breaking down the prospects, breaking down NHL. He does it all. He does it all. And for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know if it's our fault. It's probably our producer's fault. Not you, Cheese. You're the man. He's just a busy guy right now. Greg Bunn's a busy man, and rightfully so. But we tracked him down today. He is on the line, our resident scout and GM here at TSN. It is Craig Button back on first stop. Good morning, Craig. What's going on? Not much. I've been married for 33 years, and my wife says that to me that she hasn't talked to me in a long time, and we're in the same house. God bless you, Craig. God bless you. That's why you're smiling, laughing today. (laughs) Well, Greg, let's get into some hockey talk with you. Um, You know, we could talk about the Maple Leafs, but I think we all feel the same way about, you know, who they are and where they're headed, but... I want to get your thoughts, being a former um, you know, manager in the league, how you thought this whole Vancouver situation was played out with Bruce Boudreau. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll answer that, but you're going to have to answer the question I have after Carlo. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Quid pro quo. Okay. Yes. okay. Carlo might be bearing the lead here. Mm. Just uh, Anyway, uh, you, you know, like I, I've said this uh, over the last few weeks. I've actually said it over the last number of months, actually. So it's, not, it's nothing new. You know, when you're heading up an organization, you know, you, you, it's your prerogative to change the coach. And, you know, coach, coaching changes happen uh, regularly in sport. We, we see it all the time. And you know what? You're, you're trying to affect performance. I mean, just look at what happened this year in the off season. I mean, Peter DeBoer goes from Vegas to Dallas. Dallas is a top team. Jim Montgomery gets hired. You know, he ends up in Boston. Boston's a top team. Bruce Cassidy ends up going to Vegas. Vegas is a top team. Rick Bonus goes from Dallas to Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a top team. So, I mean, and there's examples where it doesn't work, but, mm-hmm. but, but it's common practice, right? And, and it happens. Now, you know that that, that that you know that's accepted. What is unacceptable and and one hundred percent unacceptable is the way Jim Rutherford played this out publicly. And to hear him say on Sunday it was out of their control. What was out of their control? His talking, his denigration of Bruce Boudreau, his humiliation of Bruce Boudreau. That was out of his control. Wow. And 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 then he 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 makes the comment that says, well, may, you know, maybe I'm guilty of being too honest. So being too honest now is a reason for treating somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable in every regard. There, there is no defense of it. It was completely wrong. And, and, and I said this, Carlo and, and Aaron, uh, I will say this. You know, Jim Rutherford last, when he got hired, he, he got deserved accolades for progressive hires. And, and the criticism he's getting now is just as deserved. And that's on him. And, it's, and it was in his control. And... You know, there, there is, like, I can't think, it, it, the, the, I, have, I have talked to dozens and dozens of people over this. I haven't heard one person think that what Jim Rutherford did was in, in any way, shape, or form right. It's not the way that you treat people. It's not decency, and he failed in a big way. Well, maybe Jim Rutherford is upset the fact that there was a video that surfaced that Boost Brujo scored his first NHL goal against them, and maybe this was payback. <laughs> yeah, against fifty years in the making, yeah, Craig. Fifty years in the making. Yeah. This was his payback. Yeah. You said you said you had a question for me. Please share. 
What happened to your bills on Sunday? I'm shocked. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not scared to admit it or talk about it. They I, just... I, I didn't say you were. I just no. Said, you know, listen, I, I love Josh Allen. I think he's a killer. But it just seemed that everything fell apart on the bills all at once. Well, they got outplayed, outcoached, and outclassed in that game. And... Right from the start of the game, they deserve to lose. This was something that I feared was coming, considering how concerning a lot of the things they did looked over the last four weeks. And against a superior team like the Bengals, it caught up to them, Craig. And I, you know, the fact that they lost that way was a little less stressful for me because I literally didn't have to sweat anything. I knew it was over in the first quarter. It's disappointing, but it it just. It, what it does is it highlights a bigger problem. This team has regressed this year, um, you know, under their coaching staff, under Josh Allen, and they clearly need to do more to make sure that they compete with the better, you know, teams in the league like Kansas City and now Cincinnati, who's going to be a serious threat for years to come. Yeah. So, so I ask you that question because you know now now we you know we passed Vancouver. You know, we look at Toronto and the Maple Leafs. You know, we've looked at some of their disappointments in the playoffs. Mm. Do, do you see any risk of regression in their play down the stretch, or do you think there's anything that they need to be doing? I, I don't. The pretty closely. Yeah, I don't see regression, but I also see, um, like, I, like cautious optimism with this team because, again, we know who they're going to play in the playoffs. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. We know who the team leans on in most of their games as their top four players, and they've done a great job carrying this team. But, Craig, you and I both know in a seven-game series, it's always going to be somebody that plays an unsung hero that is the difference maker in a series. Do I think they have that? No, I don't think they have that. And my question to you is, what do you think they need to do to address that? Yeah, you know, you go back and it's hard not to think of Nick Paul in Game 7 last year after Braden Point went down, exactly to your point, Carlo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, like I'd like to, you know, when you know exactly who you're playing, you can focus in not so much on a team's weaknesses, but on, on what you can do to strengthen your team in a, in a different area. If they could find, and, and I know a couple of years ago they traded for Nick Foligno, and, mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't healthy. I mean, he just wasn't able to come in and do what they wanted him to do and what they thought he could do for the team. But, you know, if they could find that type of a player, you know, that could slot in and play left wing on, on that second line. I, I, I think that that would get players a little bit more uh, settled into uh, in, into positions that, uh, you know, and also strengthen the team. And, and I also think, you know, the, you know, no Jake Muzzin, that type of a defenseman, it, I, I think is needed. I think that is needed to give you uh, a, a stronger chance to compete against a good team like the, like the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and 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 get on the right side of a series. So those would be the two areas that I look that, that I would look at, Carlo and, and AK, as, uh, as as areas to focus in on down the stretch here, you know, and, and into the trade deadline, uh, you know, and we, and we saw a lot of boosting come over last year and. You know, I think that there's opportunity uh, for Tal Dubas and Leash to to focus in on some of, on, on those specific areas. It'll be interesting to see what they what, what they can do to to add to this team. So, Craig, I want you to put your GM shoes on again because we talked about this earlier. And sort of my approach to this deadline would be because you have the luxury of knowing who you're going to play with 30 games left to play. 
Wouldn't your, you as a GM's best approach being, okay, we played Tampa last year. We know what they're, what a series like them looks like. We're going to play them again. How are we going to match up against them? And would that be your approach at the deadline is just going out and building a team that can beat them first before you think about any other series that you might potentially win? Well, again, yes. So, so, so my answer is yes, Carlo. And, the, and then the second part of that would be, and, and you, you know, if you build your team and you get your, 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 your team into a spot where you beat Tampa Bay, you're going to play a very similar team in Boston, mm-hmm. I mean, barring anything. anything. So, so it's not like you're looking and going, well, okay, we played Tampa Bay. What happens if we have to play Carolina? Or, and you're looking at different styles of team. I, I, I think both Tampa Bay and Boston present similar types of challenges. So I, 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 think, it's, I, I think it's twofold. I, I, I think it's one for the coach. To, to look at different areas of his team. And you're, you're going to play teams every night that are going to give you a little semblance of what you're going to face. So, you, you know, you're going into your next game and you say, okay, this is something that the Tampa Bay Lightning, you, you know, present as a challenge. Well, I'm going to try this tonight. I'm going to try that in, in this game. Always experiment. Scotty Bowman said when you get such a cushion uh, with points, you can always experiment down the stretch. You can see what can work. So now when you get into those situations come playoff time, you've got, you, you, you got some perspective. You've got experience of knowing what works. And just as importantly, what doesn't work. So, so you're not trying something uh, without knowing what works and doesn't work. Number two, and, and this goes to Kyle, is again, just looking and saying, okay, how do we give us – and the margins, as you point out, are real thin. Mm-hmm. They're not big margins. How, how do we give ourselves – a a two and a half percent better chance. How do we give ourselves a 3% better chance? And all those little areas, I I don't think the the Leafs need to make some big blockbuster trade or add that, you know, always get into the big names. Oh, the the, the big names, you know, like, like go look at the Julian Breesbaugh playbook. Like, Blake Coleman wasn't a big name, no. and Berkeley Goudreau wasn't a big name, and Nick Paul wasn't a big name, and Brandon Hagel wasn't a big name. But they were—they've all become significant for what they're what they've done. You know, in the case of Goudreau and and Coleman, two Stanley Cups. And I think that you know, looking at the skill that the Tampa Bay Lightning had in that four-game four-game loss to Columbus, you know, it gave them a real real good look at okay. We got enough of this. How can we get a little bit more of that? And I think a little bit more of that, as I pointed out earlier, can help the Leafs. And and, and you're, you got a good runway here, a good pathway uh, of, of a cushion in the standings. You know, hold on to home ice. You're not going to catch Boston. So get ready now for your first round opponent and and, and be battle ready. Craig, battle ready in every regard. Craig Button, our resident scout and general manager, our guest here on First Stop. As you can imagine, Craig, the name Matthew Nyes is at the forefront of a lot of fans because he's having such a great year at the University of Minnesota, highly touted prospect. What do you think the odds are that Matthew Nyes will be ready to contribute at the NHL level when his college season ends? 2%. Hmm. Interesting. Like young, players, young players coming out of college aren't helping you beat teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, in my view. And if you're going to go in with that attitude, I think you're making them. Again, I just talked about testing people, <laughs> like testing people. So you're going to you're going to bring in somebody that is not tested at the NHL level and going to go up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Good luck. 
luck. <laughs> well, yeah. there you go. And, and I don't think anyone expects the Leafs to trade Matthew Nyes. There were those rumors. Why not? If, he, if you can get something that can help your team, why wouldn't you trade him? Well, no, no, and, and that's fair. And I'm, I'm certain. I mean, you know, if the Leafs call Vancouver and they're like, hey, what's it going to take to get Bo Horvat? And they'll be like, all right, let's start with Matthew Nyes. I'm sure the Leafs will have a decision to make if that's something they ultimately want to do. But, yeah, Matthew Nyes is the most desirable piece that the Toronto Maple Leafs have as far as a trade a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if that's what it costs them, they may have a hard decision to make ahead of uh, that deadline coming up in March. Craig, it's never a hard decision to welcome you onto the show. It's been a delight, and we're going to do this more frequently, all right? If you'll agree to it, that is. No, no, no. Hey, listen, I always love joining you. I, 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 I was scheduled to join you yesterday, and at the last minute, I, I realized I was, uh, we, were, we were doing Bob McKenzie's mid-season ranking show. And oh, I said, you can't miss that. <laughs> well, you're right, Carlo, but, uh, but I didn't want to miss you guys either, so I'm glad right. we were able to reschedule. And AK, you can count on it. Uh, you know, love joining you guys. Well, Craig, if you've got a couple more seconds, because you I mentioned the, the rankings, are you surprised that... You know, did anything change on your list? No, not really. I mean, I, you know, Bob does such a fantastic job of, you know, really giving, uh, like, presenting what the NHL scouts are feeling and, 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 and getting it. Because, like, I can do a list and project just like all the individual teams. But now what Bob does is give, gives everybody a glimpse of, okay, this is what NHL teams are thinking and then putting it together. And so I, 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 probably the biggest thing that I have to do, Carlo, right now, is I have to really, and, and I've watched a, a couple of Meechkoff's games, but I got to really dig into Meechkoff. I, I went back and looked at some of my notes, and you know we were talking about you know high end star quality player, and you know just because a player's out of sight doesn't mean he should uh, be penalized unnecessarily, you know. And so that that would be the one area that I that I really really have to dig into, and then the second area is. Some players, and Carl, you know, you, you went through this in your draft year, and every player handles it differently. You know, the expectations, you want to put your best foot forward every single night. And some games you're not as good as you wanted to be, and you, and you know when you're not good. But there's a couple of players that I really, really liked over a long period of time, and they've had a short period where they maybe not have been at their best. I'll tell you the guy that comes right to mind, and I mentioned it on the broadcast last Friday, is Cam Allen of golf. I've seen too much good for him, and, and, and i got to readjust and recalibrate my own evaluation with respect to Cam because you can't just throw out all that, all the, all that good for, for a small sample size as they go maybe just because he hasn't played as well as maybe right. we expected. That's where i got to recalibrate on, on some of those players and meet stuff. But, you know, I think that, that, that you, know, for, you know, when I look at it, and I know when Bob looks at it, I, I, I think that we know that there's a lot of quality in this draft, a lot of, a lot of forwards in this draft that are going to be really good top six forwards. And I think that uh, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, where they get selected. But uh, I think teams well into the teens are going to get some real good quality and real top-notch talent. Thank you for doing this, Craig. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Craig Button, TSN resident scout and GM here on First Up, making his triumphant return, uh, long awaited by me and by our audience, of course, because Craig is one of the best in the business. My FanDuel best bets to conclude today's First Up next.